To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Thank you for calling the ACB radio and information line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Committing to Committees community event. That is quite a tongue twister. Uh, This event is... Uh, sponsored and put on by the Burl Coley Leadership Training Institute. And we are very excited to be here tonight to talk about committees. And uh, I have, my name is Rebecca Bridges, and I am the chair of the uh, Leadership Institute. And this evening, I am joined by two fabulous co-facilitators, in addition to myself. um, And we have Artis Bazin, and she is from Burbank, California, and Artis has served in a variety of capacities uh, locally in California Council of the Blind, as well as in ACB nationally. Uh, You might know her uh, in her role as the uh, membership chair, uh, the membership committee chair, and she also serves, you know, on the Leadership Institute, uh, among many other committees. And then we also have Sheila Young from Orlando, Florida, and she is serves in a variety of capacities locally and nationally as well. Florida Council of the Blind president, and um, as well as audio, she's on the audio description uh, project, and much, much more. And a very active uh, member and host uh, throughout the ACB community. I'm sure many of you know Sheila. So, without further ado, um, tonight we're going to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about what are committees, why you need them, how you go about establishing them, how do you decide what committees you need. Um, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all type of scenario. Uh, so how do you look at your organization and determine, all right, what, what committees do we need? Um, how do we ensure that they are being productive? What is the role of the leader in both uh, establishing committees as well as maintaining them? So... Um, Each of us, we're going to trade off for a few minutes. So you're going to hear from Sheila first, uh, then you're going to hear from Artis, and then you're going to hear from me. And I promise uh, we'll do our best to uh, keep things moving forward, keep things interesting and engaging. Um, There's a lot of information that we want to unpack for you tonight. Um, We will be sure to leave plenty, plenty of time for your questions because that is, that's an important part of these events is, is hearing from you and engaging with you, the audience. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to Sheila to get started introducing us to committees. Well, thank you, Rebecca, and welcome everybody in the webinar and on ACB Radio. Um, my task tonight is to tell you what is a committee. It is a, com- a committee is a group of individuals that take on a responsibility that is too large for the entire group to handle. What kind of committees are there? You've got a short-term or ad hoc 
committee and you have standing committees. Short-term committees or ad hoc committees are committees that take on dealing with short-term or specific issues that need to be addressed and not take a lot of time. So they may meet, let's say you create an ad hoc meeting that needs to report back to the board within two months. Um, They may meet two or three times a week. Short term may meet a few times a week over three months, and then they're going to report back to the board or the executive committee. And they deal with short-term issues that aren't something that is standing, like elections, nominating, fundraising, which, you know, in in our affiliate, fundraising is a standing committee. So it depends on what your affiliate needs. And then standing committees are those that handle long-term issues such as budget and finance, your conventions, your everything that happens continuously, not on a specific or special event situation. Most standing committees have a chair and co-chair and normally a secretary so that you can create agendas, you can establish process, you can um, have a, a monthly meeting standing committees and standing meetings, and you know when you're going to meet. Short-term and ad hoc meetings or committees usually only have a chair. They don't really need a co-chair and a secretary unless they feel like they do. And then, of course, that's up to the chair. The secretary is the one that, of course, keeps the minutes and takes record of what goes on during the meeting. During a standing committee meeting, the chair should be there early, get the meeting set up, be sure to have an agenda, establish the rules, give everyone connect, you know, in in today's world, we need to make sure that everybody is connected to the meeting. So if you're doing it via Zoom, you need to make sure that everybody is present If they're having difficulty getting into the meeting, they need to know how to get in touch with you. And, um, you know, as a member of a committee, you need to be sure that you're on time as well. Um, Let's see. You need to, as a committee, you need to know what your goals are. You need to know what the objective is before you even want to join a committee. A chair will control the meeting. Make sure that everyone stays on task. Make sure that there's no side discussions going on and you stay on the agenda. It is very important that a committee chair establish an agenda, which of course, all of us that have been in this for a while know an agenda goes through, um, you know, introductions, your unfinished business, your your new business, and then um, just keep things on task. Um, Yeah, I've already said the important thing is for chairs to be on time. It's never good for a chair to be late to a meeting unless you have an in-person meeting and the chair's transportation is messed up. And we all need to remember that each member of a committee needs to have our goals and objectives 
so that as a committee member, you need to know what is expected. And if you find that as a chair, you have committee members that aren't of the same mindset or the same goal, then maybe that's not the committee for them. So I didn't need 10 minutes, ladies, but I think that that is a pretty over good overview of what a committee is and what how it should be structured. So, Rebecca? All right. Well, thank you, Sheila. Um, and artists, I, I'll turn it over to you if you're ready. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, the section I'm supposed to cover is how committees are best developed and the leader's role in that process. In most affiliates, the president is the one who appoints the committee chair, but some organizations in their bylaws, they state that a specific officer will handle certain committees, like they might have the second vice president handle the convention or first vice handle membership, etc. So if your organization does that, then that person is probably likely the one that's going to work with the chair. When the president is finding the right leadership for a committee, they have to obviously evaluate the leadership qualities of the prospective chair. And of course, it's important for that chair to be really on point with the purpose. They need to understand the purpose and really want to fulfill the purpose of that particular committee. Often um, the chair um, will help in determining who the members of the committee are, but not always. Sometimes the president determines who the members are going to be on that committee, but a lot of times they do like the input of the chairs, if the particularly if the chair hears of somebody that's interested in serving on the committee, then they can go to the president and say, hey, this person is really wanting to be part of that committee. So it depends on um, each affiliate how, how they prefer to do that. When you're looking for committee members, there again, you really have to know the purpose of the committee. Because before you can choose committee members, you have to know that those members are really interested in fulfilling that particular uh, committee's responsibilities. You want to establish a committee which is going to work best on that particular purpose. Often people wonder, well, what size should a committee be? Well, if you have a large affiliate, Obviously, you'd want to have more people involved in each committee, so you might want 12, 15 members of that committee. But if you're a small affiliate or a chapter, you might only need three to six members. So it kind of depends on how many goals you have, what you want to accomplish, and how many people it may take to accomplish those goals. You want to Choose the committee based on a number of factors. It's good to get people from a variety of backgrounds, different ages, different ethnic backgrounds, as well as geography and gender. 
you want a good mix so you can work well together. And obviously, each member of the committee, you want to make sure that they're going to have a good follow-up capacity in order to work well in the committee. It's really important to encourage new members to participate in committees, as well as members who have been around a while, because obviously their perspectives are going to be different. When you're asking a committee member to serve, you really want to look at their skills and you want to ask them to take a step to be part of the committee. And you might have to be persuasive. You might have to give them a concrete expectations so they know what is expected of them. And you'll also want to present this as an opportunity for them to be involved, make it seem like an honor versus, oh, this is going to be a drudgery, but we do need your help. <laughs> you need to really be careful to uh, express why you want that person in particular. It'll make them much more likely to want to join your committee. You want to set regular committee times. If you have the same meeting each month, then make it the you know, third Sunday, third Tuesday, whatever, because it makes it much easier for them to save that particular time to be able to attend your committee meetings. You'll want to make sure you give each member of the committee uh, specific but realistic goals. You'll want to identify strategies, how you can reach that goal, and You'll have to assign specific tasks to each committee member. You'll need to have set a specific time frame for each task to be completed. And the chair really needs to follow up with each member of the committee to make sure that they complete the tasks they're supposed to be doing. Because the responsibility, uh, it's a responsibility of the chair to make sure that things are done and that uh, things get reassigned. If one committee cannot do it, then reassign that to other members. You need to encourage each member of the committee to make sure they let you know if they cannot do something. That way you're not giving them an assignment that they're not going to be able to follow through on. The chair is responsible for running the meeting, um, guiding the committee work, um, follow an agenda during the committee meetings, allow everyone to be heard at the committee meetings, make sure all decisions are noted. If the chair does not wish to take their own notes, they need to make sure that there is someone on the committee who's willing to take the notes or minutes so that you have those on an ongoing basis. Make sure you keep in touch with the committee members regularly and find out how their work is coming along so that you can make sure that uh, you are supporting them and they feel you're supporting them and that you're not just ordering them around. You're trying to make sure that they are supported in what they're doing. You want to set notes after the meeting is over and set an agenda um, send an agenda before the next meeting so that people know what you're going to be discussing. And sending notes right after the meeting or as soon as possible 
is helpful because if you've given tasks to committee members, then they're more able to follow through on those. Okay. You need to circulate the notes after the meeting, as I said, and the chair must um, prepare any necessary reports um, for the president of the organization, for the board, if necessary, as well as the newsletter, if that's something your affiliate does. You want to make sure you provide those in a timely member, in a timely manner. Of course, you want to keep track of all the members' contact information if they change their phone numbers, email addresses, etc. Especially if you have a list, make sure that's maintained. Okay, I'll turn it over to Rebecca. All right. Well, thank you, artists, and uh, thank you, Sheila. So I'm gonna kind of, you know, artists talked a lot uh, most recently about sort of the the activities within a committee, the role of the chair. I'm going to take it up a level for a minute and talk about uh, you know, the role of the leader. And, and I'm going to use leader, that term loosely. So you might say it's the president. And in many cases, it would be the president of the organization. Uh, but you know, there might be a, someone they designate, uh, you, you know, your affiliate or organization president designates to manage uh, the committee function. Um, but I'm going to Speak about this individual in terms of the leader, um, just to to be you know to keep it broad. So the leader plays a very important role in the oversight and helping to drive uh, the effectiveness of your you know of committees within the organization. And so you know now that you know the leader has worked with members of the organization to you know initiate establish. Uh, the committees, um, you know, that's that's just the beginning. That is not even close to you know a job well done. That is the start of your work. This is when the work really gets going. Um, you know, making sure committees continue continue in a position of strength and are functioning well and are serving uh, the purpose they need to serve is critical uh, to the organization's you know, to the success of the committee and of the organization as a whole. And this is an ongoing job of, as I mentioned, you know, your president or, you know, someone that the president might designate to manage that function. Um, so, and I artists alluded to this earlier, but every committee should have, and the, the leader should initiate this process. So every committee, the leader should ask every committee to establish and submit uh, a set of you know, committee goals and objectives um, each at the beginning of each of each year. So once you've established what the committees you need for the year, then it's okay. Um, what are the you know things that you are going to accomplish? If a committee just exists to to be, uh, that's really not an effective committee. So you need to make sure that uh, your committee has very clearly thought about goals and objectives and things they need to accomplish. Uh, because this will uh, serve a few purposes. It'll ensure, you know, that the committee is doing what it needs to do. It's going to boost, uh, you know, bolster accountability. It's going to allow you to look back and say, hey, you know, what did the committee do this year? How effective were we? Um, so, you know, establishing them is the first step in doing that. So the leader needs to uh, really mandate that every committee 
um, puts those together. And you might, I'll talk a little bit about some knowledge sharing that you can do across your organization in a minute, but that's, you know, in terms of how to do those and those kinds of things. But, you know, a goal, your goals really should be, you know, what are the things we want to accomplish this year based on what our mission is? And they need to be in alignment with the organization's mission. So, you know, hey, I really want to go work on this this kind of side project. Well, you want to make sure that that this is something, any, any goals you want to establish, you always have to take that back and, and ask the question, you know, within your committee, how is this relevant to what we're supposed to do? So if you're, you know, just an, a generic example, if you're membership, you're not going to have fundraising goals, right? You're going to have membership goals, um, you know, things like that. And that's, that's kind of a generic uh, example, but it, it is very important that every committee has goals and objectives and that those are submitted and you want to make them again, we, we don't, we're not going to talk about it today, but make sure they're smart goals. You want something that you can actually do that's realistic. Um, so pie in the sky, something big, that's no, no, no. You want something pretty clear and concrete. Uh, because again, in our case, we're all, you know, we're volunteers, a lot of us. So we need something that we can do and that's, you know, manageable. So um, these goals and objectives need to be revisited throughout the year. So, you know, the leader will work with the committee chairs to you know, hey, how are we doing against our goals? Um, if we're not making progress, you know, what's going on? What kind of support do you need? You know, how how can I, as the leader, help you uh, be successful? So the leader needs to be involved in that. Um, generally, you know, while the leader primarily works with each committee chair, um, it is important that the chairs, you know, within an organization be you know, encouraged and given opportunities to connect and, you know, share knowledge and, and support one another. So, you know, you know, it generally falls on the leader to kind of help initiate these activities, these knowledge sharing activities. So, for example, you know, one of the things that ACB has done at the national level is provide opportunities for our committees to get together at a larger sort of steering committee level to share, you know, knowledge and, and information and, hey, you know, how are you how is this going for you? And, you know, this is something I'm experiencing. How are you managing that? You know, really just, you know, so some of the things that, um, you know, again, really talking, you know, seeing how things are going, you know, these can occur, you know, quarterly, you know, knowledge sharing, they can occur bi-monthly, monthly, whatever, you know, you might want to, to do. So some of the things that you might uh, get together to discuss as committee chairs that the leader could help facilitate might be things like, you know, what are some best practices for drafting? You know, one of the things that that I don't know, you know, th that I think is important and really shouldn't be understated. So in addition to your goals and objectives, so, hey, how are you guys drafting those? Another thing that you can discuss is, you know, one of the things I think is really important um, for committees is for them to have um, expectations of a couple things. So in addition to documenting your goals and objectives, every committee should really have what is the role of the chairperson in our committee? Or maybe we have a chair and a co-chair. And so what do these individuals do? And then what are the expectations of our committee members? Because that way, when you're recruiting new members, you can, you know, you can figure out, okay, do they align with those expectations? Do they agree to those expectations? Because, you know, people might sign up because, man, I really, I really like artists. I want to, I want to be a part of, of her committee. And I, I think she's cool. And then you get there and you're like, oh man, I didn't know I had to do that. Like, oh, yeah. So you don't want that. You want people to understand what they're signing up for. So having 
clearly defined, um, you know, member expectations and those goals and objectives is really, really critical. So, you know, the, the, in these committee chair knowledge sharing meetings, you might talk about those things. You might talk about, you know, strategies for dealing with issues or concerns that come up. You know, when, when you have a group of people that work together, you're going to have issues and concerns and differing opinions. And how do you manage, you know, situation X, uh, you know, and so those kinds of things. And these are not, you know, complaining sessions. They are working sessions to be productive and to figure out as a group how to, you know, how to manage and, you know, hey, what's well, worked for you? Or maybe you want to celebrate the key accomplishments of your committees. And maybe you want to, you know, hey, this worked really well. And I just wanted to share with you that, you know, we had this goal and we kicked it out of the park. We did it. And, you know, I'm really excited about it. And, and I want to share it with all of you because I think, you know, we, this is how we did it. And maybe this would be helpful to you. So those knowledge sharing sessions are really, really powerful. And so the leader will help and should help facilitate that and really encourage those opportunities. Um, you know, and, and then they can really strengthen the connections within your organization. And they can also increase accountability. Man, if you see that, you know, your friend over there in the the membership committee, you know, artist, she's just, uh, you know, bringing them in. We got to, we got to work a little harder over here in, uh, in some fundraising or maybe, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's good to kind of hold each other accountable. Um, so those are, those are some of the reasons that you might want to get together, you know, and, and as I mentioned, again, the revisiting, you know, the drafting and the revisiting of goals and objectives and making sure that those align with the organization's mission. I, I know I've said it before, but that's really, really, really important. So those are just, um, and finally, um, the, the leader really should work with committees to make sure that there's a succession plan in place. So the, the leader needs to understand, hey, what do you as the chair do? Who do you think might, you know, who might we, who are some people we might keep our eye on who, you know, may want to fill this role in the future? Or maybe we're thinking as we look at our member expectations for each committee, maybe we want to figure out how we can recruit other people. Because I don't know about you, I've been in organizations where it's like, man, it's only the board on the committees. Or maybe it's, you know, the same 10 people that we ask to do everything. So how do we bring other people in and get them involved? So the leader really is involved in those activities. Um, and the final thing I want to touch on before we get to the question, uh, the, the Q&A uh, portion, is, you know, how do you determine what committees you need um, and what committees are essential? Like, hey, we, we had this last year. We had these five committees. So let's do it again. You know, is that what you should do? So let's take a step back. You know, some committees are, you know, they need to be functioning on an ongoing basis. So you're going to have the same, you know, you know, we have con convention committee, for example. Uh, you, you know, you need that. You need a convention committee because you want to have a convention, right? So that happens every year. You might also have, you know, Sheila talked a little bit about ad hoc and committees with time limits. So you have committees like budget, okay? So those that group might meet in the fall to establish that. Then they're done. They disband. They're done. They've done their work. So how do you figure out, you know, organizationally, what committees do you need? Because if you don't, you shouldn't have a committee just for the sake of having a committee. There aren't enough, there's not enough time in the day. There aren't enough resources and manpower uh, to really, you know, to withstand that kind of, you know, taxing structure, right? So, so one of the things that the leader really needs to drive is to ascertain, you know, what committees 
are essential. And this can be revisited annually. So um, in addition to, you know, the regular check-ins that I mentioned that the leader should be having with the committee chairs, um, you know, leaders really should evaluate annually if all of the committees should be, you know, ongoing for the coming year. So this would be done by, you know, let's take a look at, you know, the needs of the organization. So what are some things that we might, some problems that we need to solve, right, this year? Uh, you know, let's take a look at that. And again, when I say the leader, I mean loosely. You might consult with a few other individuals about what do you feel like our greatest strengths are? What are our needs? Let's take a look at the goals and objectives and accomplishments of each of our committees from this year, you know, this most recent year. And let's figure out, you know, do we want to continue with this structure? Or do we need something different? You know, committees can change for a variety of reasons, you know, and including, you know, maybe the committee was established for a specific or short-term purpose and they've accomplished what they've set out to do. Uh, so you might have, you know, said we're going to have a, a committee that works on a special project and they've done that. They've got the project off the ground. We're good to go or, you know, et cetera. So you might just say, okay, we're going to, you know, so that we're going to make a change there. Or they might change because we don't feel like this committee is very, is functioning very well. So, you know, maybe this group had a set of goals and objectives, didn't go very well. Maybe they had some conflict. Maybe there was some, some unforeseen circumstances, you know, things happen. And so you might need to, you know, to make some, you know, to make a pivot there. Um, and so if you determine that changes might need to be made, it might be time to do, you know, one of the following things. One thing you might do, you know, discontinue it. Hey, we're done. We've done that. We don't need to do it anymore. So we're going to discontinue that. Um, you might reorganize the composition of that committee. So you might say, okay, uh, maybe we need a different, uh, chairperson, or maybe we need to, you know, filter out, you know, off board some members, bring some new ones on, make some, some changes. Um, or maybe you say, okay, because we've made some of these changes, we're going to invite our members of this committee to serve on some other committees. So you make, you know, do some rotation there. Um, and again, this activity really should be done on an annual basis. I mean, it doesn't have to be just because these things existed last year, they need to exist this year. And, you know, if you're, if your members aren't fired up about something, it's going to be really hard to get stuff done, right? So ultimately, especially in a, in a volunteer organization like ours, where we really rely on the, the fire and the energy and the, the time, the commitment and dedication of our people, of our volunteers who do such tremendous things for the organization, you know, with, the, with obviously tremendous assistance from you know, from the staff and many others. But, you know, if people aren't fired up about something like, hey, I, uh, you know, artist, man, she's, she's not chairing this thing anymore. So no one else wants to drive it. And we're not really committed to this issue anymore. You know, maybe it's time to move on and, and, you know, disband that committee and, and roll folks into other areas that they're more fired up about. And so with that, um, I want to stop, you know, blathering on. And uh, I hope those insights were helpful and maybe sparked some questions for you. And with that, let's see if we have any raised hands. And Rebecca, I do want to add something that you oh, said please do. That, that I find interesting because I know some affiliate presidents have been told that if you're um, 
you know, concerned about what your committee chairs are doing and you ask questions and you want to attend their meetings just to know what's going on and to be informed that they're micromanaging. And I believe what you just said was that's not micromanaging. It's knowing what your committees are doing and knowing where you need to improve or mm-hmm. make changes or whatever. Am I correct in hearing what you said? So I think there are two things in that. Yes, I think as a committee, you would want your leader or your president, you know, to pop in on occasion, to know, uh, you know, to kind of say hello. You want them to care, right, about mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that it's important that you welcome that um, as a committee chair or as and as a committee that hey these are open meetings and I'm not in, not even the leader maybe you open those up for anybody who wants to come and listen right it's not may not just be your leader um, but so that's one that's one aspect of it and the other one I think is that the leader does need to connect separately outside of the committee with the chairperson or chairpersons. Right. Um, just to see, hey, you know, how are things going? You know, is there anything that you need from me? Uh, how are you? How are you making progress on your goals? Da, da, da. You know, those are. So I guess it's two parts is one. I think that's welcome. You should want your and encourage um, your leader and other members to attend and learn about what it is that you're doing. I mean, they're not there to like blow the whistle in your ear and tell you, no, no, that's not what I want or no. I mean, they're not there to boss you around. They're there to understand how they can be of service and how things are going and how, you know, what what it is they can do to help and to be engaged. And then also, you know, checking in with the chairs um, outside is outside of those meetings is also important. Thank you. Okay. Corey, do we Anybody? have any questions? Yes, we do. We have Janine Lee will be the first person. Hi, Janine. Uh, give me one Hi. sec to get her. There we go. Hello, there she is. Hi, so I'm Janine and I'm from Florida. Um, so my question is, if you are in the organization and you want to be in a committee or you want to get a committee started, what is the best way to go about getting your leader to listen to you to start a committee? Well, I, so I would, go ahead. Back. Oh, no. Uh, if you want to take it, go ahead and start. And if I have anything <laughs> to add, I'll, I'll add. Go ahead, artist. I'll show you. I was just going to say that uh, typically the president is the one who makes the decision when they if they want to add people onto the committee. But I I have had people approach me um, as a committee chair and ask if they could be on my committee, and then I would interview them and ask them why and tell them about the committee expectations and so forth, and then. Um, they could ask the president, but then I would also contact the president and say, well, this member approached me and I've already discussed with them what the goals are. And that way, they're probably more likely to be willing to add you on. Whereas otherwise, what they'll probably do is tell you to contact that chair and talk about the responsibilities. So it's kind of a two, two-way prong. Yep. And, and I guess to address your question, Janine, specifically, and I believe I heard this correctly, you're saying how if I think there needs to be a new committee, yes, that a part? new okay. committee. So, yes. so if that's the case, um, what I would encourage you to do is to you know put something together and share it with your leader 
to say, okay, this is what the committee would do. These are some objectives I would have in mind for maybe the first year, maybe the first two years. And, you know, why, how does that support the work of the organization? What are the needs that this committee is fulfilling? Now, you can certainly pitch that, but what I will say is I don't know, I mean, it depends on the organization, and I'm not just talking about ACB, too. It might depend on what organization you're talking about that, you know, I don't know what would be needed to establish a committee. So, for example, do you need something in your bylaws? Do you need... So, but anyway, just to pitch a new committee, you want to make sure that you're very clear on what it is. Like, hey, we have members that are really excited about advocacy, and we think, you know, these are some key issues that are really important right now in Florida that we want to get ahead of. Whatever that is, maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm just using that as an example. So if you don't have an advocacy committee and you want to work on one, um, and also saying that you want to, you know, if you if you want to establish a committee, you you certainly probably should be ready to lead it <laughs> as well. Yeah. Okay. Was that, are you, did that answer your question, Janine? Yeah, that's good. No, it's perfect. Um, okay. and, it, and it wasn't just specific for Florida. It was just a general sure, I understand. question because I have really okay. good communication with my president, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Janine. Thanks. Okay, Corey. Nice way of Deborah Armstrong. You can Hi, unmute yourself. Okay. You should be able to hear me now. Is that we correct? gotcha. Okay. Excellent. So um, I'm trying to reinvigorate a committee, and I can be more specific, but I want to keep my question short um, for our chapter. And I feel like I'm hurting cats because this is an advocacy committee, and I want us to do coalition building. I want us to focus on one issue. But everybody has their own little personal issues that they want to have long, long discussions about. <laughs> and I have a really hard time getting these people to focus and say, we're working as a group. We may not address your individual issue. We need to find a issue that mm-hmm. <coughs> more people are concerned about, not just you. And I'm, I have. How do I stop hurting cats and start um, getting action items happening? I think one of the things I think is that it starts with those goals and objectives, right? So if if everybody knows, first of all, what are the expectations of serving on our committee? So that's a separate issue. How, like, okay, we want you to attend seventy five percent of our meetings. We want you to, you know, th- these are the types of, you know, you you work on these goals and objectives. You blah blah blah. blah. You might have these expectations. But then setting those goals and objectives collectively at the start of each year. Now, this doesn't help you today or tomorrow, right? Um, But that's where that comes into play because eventually people are going to, you know, they're either going to get on board with the goals or they're not, right? And and they'll know very clearly, okay, this isn't the time and space for my my pet project because it might not be in the goals for this year. Um, So I think that's one place to start. That's very helpful. Any other tips on hurting cats? And then I'll uh, mute. Artis or Sheila? <coughs> Probably one I, thing you should uh, consider. Go ahead, Artis. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, go ahead. One of the things you could consider doing is talking to the chair on the side and just say, is there a way I could um, get the committee to focus on um particular issues instead of pet projects or is or how is best to handle i i want to enter something else into the discussion and maybe by talking to him one-on-one outside of the committee would be a lot easier than trying to get the group together you know while you're in a committee meeting 
And I'm on one yeah. committee I'm on, but on the other committee, I am the chair. Well, if, oh. if you are the chair, so if you are the chair, I, I would say that I think you need to talk to those people individually and say, hey, you know, we, these are the things that we agreed we were going to focus on. So, you know, are you, are you up for doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you in a position to help with this? And, and maybe, hey, would you be open if we, if, are we able, is, is the thing, I know this, you know, this thing is really, really important to you. Um, and I, I appreciate that. And I, I agreed that this is something we should tackle, but right now we agreed and we don't have the, you know, we agreed that we were going to work on issue X. We don't have the bandwidth to do Y this year, but can we, you know, if we get done with this, can we work on yours the next quarter? How do you feel about that? Can you help me do that? Right. So if you help me get to there, I can help you get to here, you know? So maybe it's just a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of negotiation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, That's very helpful. Yeah. Sure. Great question. <laughs> yes. There are always, there's always hurting cats in committees. Yeah. Get a gav- <laughs> I always say get a gavel. <laughs> yeah. Corey, do we have any other? We have Jamaica Miller next. Hi, Jamaica. You're free to speak. Jamaica. You've been sent an unmute request. You can go ahead and unmute yourself. Okay, now, um, this is Jamaica, and I'm from Georgia, and my question is, shouldn't we have the, 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 co- the, the chair people on, the, on our website so people could contact the chairman, the chair people of the, of, the, of the committees? And secondly, shouldn't that shouldn't the goals and the objectives should be on the website as well for people to look at? So I don't know, um, in terms of a website. So yeah, and that's, I would encourage, uh, for your organization to at a minimum publish its list of committees and maybe the mission of the committee. I don't know if I would publish specific annual goals and objectives, but if every, I mean, every committee should have some kind of a, a mission statement or something that they like a purpose for being, um, that they have. So I would encourage you to have that information available as well as a chair and their contact information. Um, so yes, um, but the annual goals and objectives, I mean, those are things that are going to be revisited and updated. And unless you're, you have a very active uh, communications group, uh, that's going to be a little difficult to maintain. Um, but, and, and maybe some things you may or may not want to share publicly like that, but at a minimum, you need, you probably, it would, be in everybody's best interest to include some basic information about what committees are there and who to contact if people want to know more about them. Okay, and I great. will I will add to that our our affiliate has a policy manual that is on our website and each committee has a purpose in that policy manual. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's a suggestion for your That's affiliate to create a policy manual for each committee and their mission and you know what what their goal is um rebecca i i agree with what what rebecca said you really don't want to post your goals because they may change next month you know who knows so and yes. i'm sure there's no webmaster that wants to change your web page every month so <laughs> Change and to or, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Jamaica. Jamaica. 
Our next speaker is Joyce. Hi, Joyce. Hi, Joyce. Go ahead and unmute yourself. There we go. I have two questions. The first one is, was it Robert's or Rogers' rules of order? Are they recommended or required? Robert's is recommended in our affiliate when our documents don't cover what is, you know, what's required, then we refer to Robert's Rules. But I was told Mm -hmm. today that Robert's Rules is 25 years old. (laughs) It is, yeah, it's older. (laughs) So... So well, that's, that's one of the reasons. Hopefully, that I'm answers asking. your first. So. Yeah. Um, the second question I had is as a fairly new active member to ACB, it seems like a lot of the committees, both nationally and locally, are with the same people. How does one try and break into these groups, so to speak? I recommend that you attend any meetings you can, because I know a lot of committees do have open meetings and show that you're interested, show that you care. Um, If you participate and you continuously show that, you're going to be seen, you're going to be noticed, and then they're going to say, Joyce, what is your interest? How can we get you involved? What would you like to do? So that's what my recommendation would be. Ladies, do you have other recommendations? I think that's a great recommendation. <laughs> what about more on the national level also? So I think what I would what I would say, Joyce, is that and I hear what you're saying because and, and we feel it too. I mean, it's like, man, we got the the same the same folks, which is great, right? But we want we we don't want to burn everybody out all the time either, right? So it's it's always good to get new blood. So whether it's locally or nationally, even you know, reach out to the the president of the organization. Hey, I'm I'm Joyce and I love you know recruiting new members. I love calling people, I love, I love making money, whatever it is, right? Um <laughs> and here's here's why I feel, you know, why I'm so interested in these here. I'm really passionate about education or whatever it is. Um, you know, take the time to learn about what the committee structure is and how that aligns with your interests and contact the chairs of those committees and or your affiliate leader or, you know, even people at the national level, uh, you know, would love to hear from you. Um, I know it, it might feel like a bit of an exclusive club and you're not sure how to get in, but it's not. It's just, you know, taking the time to see and be seen, if you will, uh, as Sheila mentioned, I think is a, is a good way to go and really familiarizing yourself with what opportunities there are to get involved and jump in. And you have to understand, Joyce, all of us at one point were the new kid on the block. And, yeah. you know, we were all unknown and I'm still in some realms unknown I don't know how, but anyway. yeah, I've known you almost the entire time I've been involved. Well, mm-hmm. if, if you're in Florida, you need to call me. No. <laughs> I'll put you to work. <laughs> now, actually, I'm closer to Rebecca. Okay. No. Well, then, then I would I would highly recommend exactly what we've said. Reach out to the different committees that you're interested in. 
and say, when are you meeting? I want to attend your meeting and please put me on your list and um, let me get involved. That's that's the best thing you can do. Okay. Thank so you thank very you. much. Thank you for being here. Yes, Our next thank person you. is David Tanner, and we're down to 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Thank you, yep, Corey. We got it. Thank you, Corey. Hi, David. Hello. Most committees do need members. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How are you? I, I am fine. I, I am sitting here thinking to myself, do I want to say where I'm from or not? <laughs> <laughs> And when you hear my and when you have my question, I think you'll understand. I'm currently uh, in one of the, the one of the directors in uh, an ACB affiliate, and I have uh, uh, and I was put in that position uh, because a, a person that was uh, a board member resigned. Um, and I took over for the rest of the rest of that person's term. I've also been treasurer of that affiliate before, and I've been secretary of that treasurer of that that affiliate before. What I'm seeing now is because they people know I have a lot of experience with a lot of different things. Uh, as a good example would be. Um, a lot of times the chairs and our affiliates for and our affiliate, the chairs that get named for different committees are somebody that happens to be the friend of the president. And they really have no idea whether that person is a leader or not. And so you get in the situation where, okay, yeah, I'll try to help you out because the president doesn't seem to be interested in really helping. Uh, they want to know what's going on, but if things aren't going right, uh, it's more like complaining because chair isn't doing what what the president would like for them to do. And so, in our particular situation, I'm sitting here two weeks before our election of new of uh, 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 new officers and board members, etc. Um, and having to go to a board meeting Monday night where I'm going to have to say, well, yeah, you, your committee chair for this for this particular committee, which is one of the most important committees in, in an affiliate, um, it didn't know she was why she and her, the members of her committee were going to have to do all of these things, which are things that have, uh, this committee would ordinarily be expected to do. And all of the people, friends of hers that she asked to be on her committee have basically walked out that we didn't think we were going to have to do that. And we don't want to do that. How, so, do so, we, how do we explain to read, to a leader, you know, you've got to make sure you're getting some people on these committees that are leaders. So this this is where and I so David thank you and I I didn't mean to interrupt you I I hear I hear your frustration and I that is a really difficult situation and the it really is imperative that a leader or a designee that he or she places um, is helping to shepherd these committees and this is where things like 
And it's not going to help you on Monday. But again, things like, but like establishing goals. So figuring out what are the expectations of every committee? What, what is our purpose for being? And then what, when you sign up and, and you, you know, Rebecca, you've got, you're going to call all your, your, your friends and try to get them on your committee. You need to be able to say, Hey, Hey artists, this is the committee I've agreed to chair. These are the things that you need to, that, you know, the, the expectations. Are you good with it? This is where doing that upfront planning is key. If you haven't done that, you're going, your, your situation is the perfect business case, case study for the need to establish clear goals and objectives annually and revisit them. Um, well, and I the need sure. for the leader to be involved. I, I like the idea of having a, a, a policy manual that was mentioned by Artisan earlier. Uh, yeah. I was looking at our bylaws just today, and it lists the standard mm-hmm. committees, but yeah. it doesn't what their purposes right. are. Anything. It just so has the name of the committee, and that's it. The other thing I would recommend is that if you feel like you're in a situation, and I don't know if you do, um, if you feel like you're in a situation where the leader isn't leading, um, then that's that's going to be a problem, and that's a delicate situation. But if you're a brave soul, uh, and if you care about the organization, it might behoove you to have a conversation with that individual prior to Monday night or your <laughs> whatever meeting to say, yeah. hey, I have these concerns, and here's what, you know, this is what I'm hearing, and so how can we fix this for next year, et cetera, right. you know, yada, yada. But yeah, and I, I know, and I, I don't want to cut you off, but I know we're running low on time and I'm so grateful that you came and I, I hope this was, this was helpful to you. And if, again, if you have, um, if you want to talk more about this, I'm sure any of us would be happy to engage with you. Um, you know, even emailing Cindy who can, you know, get us and get you in touch with us, it would be fine. And, okay. and so thank Rebecca, you, David. the policy manual is at fcb.org. We do have the policy manual on our website, so you can look at it. And your affiliate does have an officer liaison through ACB. So that's another resource. Yep. And we have one hand, Rebecca, that yep. if we can take it really quickly. Yep. We, we got Peggy one more our question last if hand. it's quick. Okay. Yep. And uh, quick. that'll be left on night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> quick, quick. Okay, hey. good evening. This is Peggy Garrett. And hi. Uh, hi, everybody. A couple of things that people address. One of the things that we do or that I do here in Texas and a couple of the presidents that preceded me did is that annually after our convention, uh, we redo our committees for the upcoming year. And mm-hmm. we send out to, to the community list, to the ACBT list, uh, that if you are interested in serving on a committee, now is the time to notify the president. I usually include the list of all of our committees. I also include what those duties, goals, and responsibilities, what the expectations are for the chair. So that gives people mm-hmm. an idea as to what you know is expected of them if they join the committee. They know ahead of time what the goals are mm-hmm. and what, what they need to do. That has worked pretty well for the most part. Um, unfortunately, sometimes we get people who sign up for committees who like seeing their name in print. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. Don't really <laughs> intend to do a lot of work, but just want to, they think it looks good. Want to be there. Committee. So we have to be really yeah. careful. And I do encourage people to 
be careful when they choose how many committees they want to serve on, because it's not just about saying you're on a committee, but actually contributing to uh, mm-hmm. obtaining those goals for that committee. That has Amen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yes. you, and Peggy. I, yeah, well, I, and I think, you know, we can have a whole session on uh, saying how to say no and overcommitting. That's a different conversation. Because uh, I, I need that session. Um, and I, I'll I have, be there. I walked, yeah, I have walked away. So first of all, Peggy, thank you so very much. Thank you, I'll Peggy. Just have everybody. I'll just have everybody call you for how to do this. Uh, no, but you, this is, this is great. And I, I will say though, that, that, that transparency is absolutely key, right? So as a leader, it really is imperative that you, you know, you can't say, man, nobody wants to join my committees. Okay. Well, okay. Well, what did you tell them about your committees? And when did you talk about your committees? And does everybody know what to do on your committees? And, you know, so it's, it's really imperative. And then the only, you know, and again, it is important to stress like, you know, maybe one of the questions you ask of people who are interested in joining committees is, "What, what are your activities? What all are you doing?" Um, just to like to get a sense, because sometimes you might be able to have a sense of you might be able to figure out mm, maybe this person might be a little overcommitted um, already. Like, is their plate full? So, you know, I think that's a good question to ask. I know we're up against it, but I want to thank artists and Sheila um, for really leading the charge. And, you know, Julie Brannon has been huge in this and our, um, our committee is wonderful. We have established uh, different, you know, webinars. We meet the third, we do these calls the third Wednesday of each month. So stay Thursday. tuned. Thursday, we'll darling. In May. <laughs> Thursday, Thir- not Thursday. Wednesday. Oh my God. See, this is why. Oh, Wednesday. No, I don't know what I was thinking. This is it's Thursday. Thir- See, it's, I'm on vacation this week, so it's wishful thinking that it's only Wednesday. Um, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Third Thursday of each and thank month. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, so, we gotta go. Yes. And we, the only other thing is we, we are doing a session at convention that we're working on uh, creating an effective culture in a welcoming culture in your affiliate. Uh, so please stay tuned for more information on that. And that's going to be Saturday, July 17th in the afternoon. And we're really excited to share a fun interactive panel of presenters with all of you. So thank you all for joining. I want to thank Corey. You thank Corey for Thursday. being our host. Yes, thank Rebecca. you, Corey. Thank you, Corey. You're welcome. And thank Rebecca. you for having me. I'll be a pleasure to be with you next time. Thank you, Debbie, thank for you're welcome. Checking out um, Julie's place. Taking off, <laughs> taking good. the stream. Awesome. Thank you. Ladies. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful thanks. evening, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Okay. Good night, everyone.